Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome to the 50th episode of Sirens of Horror. Woo! We did it. We made it all the way to fucking 50. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> We're stubborn. Uh, as always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And I think I'm pretty, I think I'm feeling pretty five by five about this being our fiftieth episode. I, I definitely think it is a five by five, Faithy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we decided we were going to do uh when Ashy and I first met uh many, many a moon ago, uh in a town called Santa Clarita. <laughs> uh we like one of the first things we bonded over was Buffy. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Oh my god, I love Buffy, and you're like, I love Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> Got my character. And now match the hair color, too. Uh, so we decided for our 50th episode, we were going to do the movie, mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because if we were to try and go through Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, it would be like a 14-hour yeah. episode. <laughs> and a lot of it would just be me being like, James Marst. <sighs> but it's fine. I'll, I'll fangirl over Luke Perry. Yep, same. <laughs> It's, it's, we're just missing the, the S. We're yeah. just missing the S. <laughs> we now have Pike. <laughs> so, honestly, like, I feel like every time I hear, like, the name Pike, I'm like, who fuck names their kid Pike? The main character in this film is named Buffy. We need to, like, move yeah. away from names. Well, I mean, I felt like the, like, especially in the 90s, like, you, the blonde girl, because you're like, Buffy, Muffy, and, like, all of those, oh, yeah. like, super, like, and, and definitely, like, it's, like, those kind of parents that would name their daughter Muffy. Yeah. Ugh. Bad parents. Bad. <laughs> Naughty. Kiss noise. <laughs> kiss noise. <laughs> the mom at one point just looks at her and goes, kiss noise. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we are discussing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it is so 90s. It, it, it is a 90s-tastic amazing romp. I, I love it right now because, like, the 90s are, like, fully back yeah and i'm like oh i'm gonna buy a pair of red plaid pants <laughs> and do like the leather jacket the tank top and like the red plaid i yep. literally have a scrunchie in my hair right now it's my captain marvel scrunchie but i'm rocking the scrunch <laughs> so i'm pulling us into the 90s right now with my scrunch <laughs> And it's funny, like, there's literally, I think the scene that literally pulls it into, like, this is the fucking 90s, is the scene where they're talking about movie theaters. Where the movie starts, they're at school, or you get, like, there is a slayer, one born every generation, the chosen one, to yeah. take down the vampires, like, the Buffy intro. And then it, like, goes to the, they're at school, and then they go to the mall, and it's just, like, this is so sitch, that's lush, what, you wanna, you wanna go see a flick? Oh no, that one has like bad corn. And you're just like, oh. And you're like, that one's THX. THS sucks. Well, what about Sony? Sony's better. And just watching it, just being like, <laughs> did I 
have these conversations? <laughs> oh god, right? You're just like, oh my god, these conversations. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I love the fact that we were able to call the first scene is at the Burbank Mall. One thing mm-hmm. the Burbank Mall is really noticeable because it has a huge long escalator. Yeah, and like the it. outside too, like it has those like really big pillars, yeah. and it still like they've tried to modernize it for for Burbank for, for Burbank Burbank yeah yeah because it's now it's no longer Burbank it's Burbank. I always forget now I live in, like, North Hollywood that Burbank's, like, a 20-minute drive. <laughs> like, when we were going over to the Bearded Lady, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit, we gotta, like, leave. And then it was, like, put in the GPS, nine minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> but like North Valley girls. But, like, it's, you know, they're, they're trying to modernize it because they're trying to make Burbank more, like, hoity-toity and hip. But it still has that ridiculous 90s, 80s feel to so a mall. So much of Burbank is 90s, and, like, I don't want I it to change. I love it. It's just, it's a cute little 90s village that never needs to change. Just leave, save Burbank. Just leave it alone. <laughs> let us, let us live in our joy, okay? <laughs> uh, so, you get the idea. Buffy is, like, the cool chick. Yeah. She's dating, like, the football player and all of her friends one of them who is hillary swank yeah like baby Yum. hillary swank and she's such a cunt she really is <laughs> like she is just a like they see this, this really cute leather yellow jacket that both ella and i would love to have in our our wardrobes i don't know if i could quite go for that mustard yellow yeah but like the, 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 the style le- yeah the style of leather jacket i look terrible we both look terrible in yellow because we have olive skin tone we can't do yellow it's not a good we look jaundice and it's bad um but the like fact that like buffy's like goes up to her, she's like oh my god this jacket is so lush i love it and hillary's like it's so five minutes ago i was just like oh god do we really talk like that Oh, we really do talk like that. Yep. <laughs> I forget where we were. This was quite a few years ago. Remember we were at the Walmart up in Porter Ranch? Uh-huh. And we heard girls, like, randomly, like, we were picking up something, because we were, like, my parents were out of town, so I was dog-sitting. And also we just feel like, oh my god, that is, like, totally like this. And we, like, froze. And we're just, like, <laughs> following these girls around. <laughs> We're like, did we go back in time? It was like an episode of like Steve Irwin. Like, look at the local California girls in their valley language. Oh, don't get too close. Don't get too close. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, I mean. Oh. The neon will rub off on you. Right. But yeah, like Hillary is all just like, it's so five minutes ago. And then and Buffy then she gets, buys it. Right. And then Buffy's just kind of like, well, fine. Fuck you, too. I'm not going to eat the jacket. Whatever. And then, like, you know, cut to, like, a few scenes later. She's wearing the scene. And she's like, but you said that was so five minutes ago. She's like, no, now it's a retro. And she flips up the collar. And, like, her <laughs> little lackey, her lackey friend's like, yeah, retro. <laughs> it's just, it's, I love this film because it's so... While it is a film about, like, a female vampire slayer, Mm -hmm. it is about a a high school girl. Yeah. Um, And I love just how uh, Joss Whedon, who wrote this, Mm -hmm. uh, it's also female-directed. Yeah. So, super yay. Thank you, Joss. Um, He he manages to somehow capture a, a 90s Southern California high school, like, environment so well yeah i don't know how <laughs> i just have weird like thoughts of like joss whedon just like 
hiding in trees, taking down notes. <laughs> taking their notes, <laughs> watching the high school, like... At, like, Granada and, <laughs> like, Monroe, just being like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> They're like, what is that guy doing in a tree? I don't know. <laughs> is he, like, is he creeping on it? No, he, he seems to be taking notes. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna move a little bit. <laughs> is Fetch still cool? Fetch has never been cool. <laughs> like, he just randomly shouts out something to, like, the kids, and they're like, Lush. What? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? <laughs> He's just sitting there being like, I don't know. It's just, like, word association. <laughs> <laughs> um, he manages to write this so well. Like, of course, like, I was... I know I went to high school in two th- in the 90s. No, I was still in middle school, but I was in yeah. high school all of 2000s. But, like, I still was, like, I will admit, like, I thought I was super cool in middle school because I had, like, the jean jacket. Yep, I remember the jean jacket. I had, because, yep. uh, I, I still have one to this day. Because uh, <laughs> at Frost, where I went to middle school, we had, like, a dress code. Yeah. So I used to wear the, like, over-the-knee, like, khaki shorts, mm-hmm. the white button-up that I would, like, unbutton and wear, like, my giant, like, Hot Topic necklaces. Yep. <laughs> the jean jackets with safety pins in it, and the clip in the back of the hair that would you do like yep. that with. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I thought I and I remember flipping the collar of my like leather my uh, denim jacket to be like cool. <laughs> yep. I thought at like four, eight, twelve years old, I flipped the collar of my jacket. It was like, huh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Strong wind could have taken me down. <laughs> but it was cool, damn it. <laughs> it was intimidating. It was like that little Pomeranian meme that you see. The Pomeranian looks angry. <laughs> that was me in middle school. <laughs> there was really no intimidation I could give. But I did know how to kick people, so that was helpful. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because, like, when we talk about high school, like, you know, we find out Buffy's on the dance committee and they're trying to figure out, like, the theme for their school dance. It has to be eco-friendly. It has to be eco-friendly, and it's, like, teens again, you know, like, teens understanding the world around them. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so maybe the environment. Oh, we should do the ecosystem. What about, like, hug the world, and, like, and so bugs, and this, and that. It's like the ozone, and she's like, Buffy's like, yeah, we really need to get rid of that. And I was like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> we did. It's not good. Yeah. But just teens talking about climate change in the 90s. It's just like, I feel like just that single tear rolled down my cheek. Like, yeah. This day, like out of everything that dates the film. Because now it's like, climate change. All right. Students marching, doing this. But back then it was like, ozone. Or bugs. (laughs) It's like, which one? <laughs> Which one's more important? You're sitting there, twitch, 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 twitch. If only you knew, small children, if only you knew. Uh, uh, so we get, uh, it's Buffy, uh, Hillary Swank, I don't remember her name, uh, the little lackey, and then kind of like the other, like, friend. Yeah. And then we have her boyfriend, his little lackey. And then, like, kind of the other asshole, like, jock character. Yeah. Who gets turned into the vampire. 
Uh, one of my favorite ones is like they're at the mall and she just jumps over the car to like kiss him and he's just standing with his hand like over her ass. Oh, yeah, the lackey. He's just like, just, um, it's right. I, I, I can't, I can't, I'm standing, I'm sitting right next to my best I, friend whose girlfriend this but is. But her ass is like directly, directly in, in his face. <laughs> and he's just like, can, can I, I borrow, borrow her? <laughs> and like, I didn't really notice it until watching it this time around. How much her boyfriend refers to her as, like, my thing. Yeah. Like, every time her boyfriend refers to her, it's, like, an object. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, kind of the interesting thing about, like, her boyfriend and Pike. Mm-hmm. Where Pike is, like, even, like, when he first meets her, he's, like, you're, like, a vacant airhead bitch. Yeah. But he still treats her like a person. Right. Like, he's just, like, you're this vapid bitch, but... You're a Whatever, person. you're a person. So fuck off, vapid person. Where, like, her boyfriend's like, that's my thing. Yeah. And you're like... Or, like, the scene when, you know, like, they're, she invites him over to the house because her parents got gone out on a date, and so they're like, hey, he's yeah, like, hey, well, you know, let's watch the, the movie and spend the night. And he literally has that, like, he says to her, like, oh, I don't, like, he's like, she's like, oh, you should probably go, my parents will be back soon, or whatever, and he's like... No, I don't want to leave you. You're so vulnerable and helpless. And then she just kind of like, she get, she she does that little like. Yeah, like, I still want sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I want the D. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the way he treats her is just so like. I I don't know how I never really noticed it before. I guess it's because like he's not a very big character. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, holy shit, misogynist asshole. Yeah. And, like, by the end of it, Buffy is so, like, over him. Mm-hmm. Like, she still tries at the very end to, like, go to the dance, be with her boyfriend. But, like, you see her, like, when she, like, flips the, his little lackey and he's like, did he hurt my thing? And she's like, I don't need your goddamn help. Yeah. Like, back the fuck off. Yeah. Which I think is great, because I feel like the, the kind of magic of Buffy is, like, if it was about, like, this tough girl that wants to, that ends up becoming a slayer or something, there's something about, like, this kind of vapid, she even says, like, I didn't get used to think about anything. Right. To, like, this, to her watcher, uh, Merrick. Yeah. To and the like, very end, where it's literally, like... The whole world's on my shoulders, and I can do this. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about this film, because, like, originally, I was like, I don't, this is not my Buffy. My Buffy was the TV show. Yeah. And I literally only, like, I saw this film for the first time, like, a couple days ago. Yeah. Because I was like, well, we're doing this podcast, and I've never seen it. And I've now, like, having watched all of Buffy a million thousand kajillion times, because <laughs> I love the fucking show. It's a great show just to rewatch. I'm like... You know what? I'm gonna watch the movie, and you got to watch it again this morning. Yeah, and I was like, never seen it, so I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually really enjoyed that. <laughs> like, I think back then I was like, no, this isn't my Buffy because it's it was like I was like, this is too campy for Buffy. Yeah, like because well, Buffy gets like, but if you like kind of look at the first season of Buffy, yeah, it is real. I mean, there are it's like, pretty it's, much the film. They're the sex hyenas. Yeah. In the first season. Yeah. I don't know why the sex hyenas always stand out for me. Oh, 
lot of sex hyenas. And like I the, love that film. And that was uh, that was filmed at the old zoo. Yes. And then there's like the the praying mantis teacher. Yep. So like the first season of Buffy is really really campy. Yeah. But then but it's still kind of it still has that like it still had that darkness to it. Yeah. And I think that's why. But originally I was just like I don't want to do I don't want to watch the movie. It's um, yeah, but, like, it was just too much camp, so I was like, I'm not gonna watch this film. I can't. Yeah. And then, now, I'm like, oh my god, this film is a beautiful little treasure. I wish I'd seen it before. Um, I think I saw Buffy around the time I got into the show. Mm-hmm. Because it was at Blockbuster or something, and I was just like, Buffy, the vampire? So, hey, 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 and I went home and I watched it, and I was, like, a fan of it, but, like, it always, like, my brain has always disconnected it from the show. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're two very different things. Uh, I, I definitely feel like it's it's a lot more easily processed, is a little bit more mainstream than, like, the show. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's a movie. Yeah. It's an hour and a half. You don't have the time to... Yeah. Well, I mean, and, like, to go back on your point earlier about, like... Her being at first kind of like, you know, the vapid teenager who's mm-hmm. like, I'm on the dance committee, I'm a cheerleader, I'm living my high school, my high school best life. I, yeah. You know, she, make, she makes the comment of like, all I want to do is graduate, marry Christian Slater and die. Like, no, I want to graduate, visit Europe, marry Christian Slater. Slater and die. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's. that's oh, yeah, that, that was high school life goals. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to, like, get out of high school, I want to go visit Europe, and then I want to fuck Christian Slater. These are valid life goals. These are still valid life goals today. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've only visited two countries in Europe, so, like, I have a lot more to visit. Mm-hmm. And if Christian Slater so happens to be, like, on some beach <laughs> under a tan... Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ella went to a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, that was totally life goals back then. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you wouldn't have gotten that, like, satisfying story arc with this film if you were like, oh, she's like, she's already this complete badass. Yeah, and, like, it, it works in Buffy. Where in the show Buffy, she transfers into the school. Yeah. So you get the idea that she, like, was the cheer captain, because, like, technically you can consider it a continuation. Yeah. Um... Because she moves to Sunnyvale from L.A. Yeah. So they, they kind of keep it like she lived in L.A. It was almost as if, like, the Buffy characters are the same, but, like, Buffy in the show never met her watcher in L.A. Yeah. Uh, so you get this different idea of, like, you kind of get Buffy is more of, like, an ambiguous character in the show. Mm-hmm. But, so it works better for, like, you know, building the character up and having her go through this and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's... All new. Her friends are new. Being a slayer is new. Everything is new. Her parents got mm-hmm. divorced. Yeah. Uh, but with this, I liked how quickly they set up. This is who she is. This is what her life is. Her parents are like the worst people ever. They do not pay attention to their kid. It's that super like latchkey style mm-hmm. of the 90s of Reaganomics and... Yeah. So you get that very quickly, and it, it works. I feel like you don't have to set up that character as strongly if you're going to kind of have her be one-dimensional and two- or three-dimensional character. Yeah. 
Because you're starting her off just so petri dish level low of like a person. Like there's not a lot going on inside her head. She even admits it. Yeah, like the, when they're in the, the um the mall, like they're going up the elevator, and she's like, "Well, who cares about El Salvador? It's not like I'm gonna be the governor or something." Like she, we're talking about like their she history. Says El Salvador's in Spain. Yeah, she's like, "Who cares if El Salvador's in Spain?" And you're just like, "But it's but it's not." I'm just walking away. <laughs> I get the point you're trying to make, but I'm just gonna bite my pillow a little. Uh, so yeah, you just get this idea that like she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she cares about shopping and her boyfriend, and that's it. Yeah, she's a rich girl raised in LA in the '90s. You don't have a lot to worry about. Yeah, you really didn't. Yeah, I'm like you and I weren't rich, but we like you lived in nice houses. We, you know, like our parents. Thankfully, were not like Buffy's who are just like yours weren't. Mine kind of were. Well, my mom, I didn't, well, no, because, like, my dad, I didn't, like, in high school, I didn't have my dad. Yeah. Because my parents were divorced. But, like, my mom was pretty much, like, the workaholic. So, it wasn't, like, cool, we're going out, bye. It was, like, I, I have, have to, to work. work. So, my parents were just, like, were you home last night? And I was, like, yes. How do you not know this? Yeah. Uh, but, like, it was very similar, like, in the 90s and even, in, like, in the early 2000s, just, like, there wasn't a whole lot they worried about. Yeah. They were just like, we trust you. You're cool. Go ahead. Bad decision, Mom. Bad decision. <laughs> you have no idea the things I've done. Actually, if you listen to this podcast, you probably do now. <laughs> um, so then you meet uh, my my two favorite characters, uh, Pike and Benny. <laughs> Betty is played by... Baby. baby, baby, baby. David Arquette. <laughs> and Pike is baby, 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 Luke Perry. Oh, I love Luke Perry. May he rest in peace. I I still forget that, like, until you mention it, he's the dad. Like, if you look at the faces, they make sense. You're like, yeah. oh, yes, this is adult Luke Perry. But, like, it's not an immediate brain connection for me. Yeah, no. It's just like, oh, that's right. That's Luke Perry. But I will admit, like, I I would take either... Yeah. If I could have. Yeah, I would take Pike Luke Perry with his nice, you know, little armored jacket and, and like slicked back hair. Slicked back hair, white and, and button trench up. coat early. Yep, early in the, early on in the trench coat. The like boots. I, I would totally take younger Luke Perry. And I would take flannel bearded. I would totally like... take flannel bearded dad Luke Perry in Riverdale. I mean, I would take most of the men in Riverdale because goddamn. It's true. I love it because <laughs> I feel like now that, like, I'm, like, early 30s, I've hit the point where it's, like, that weird period where, like, the sun is hot, and so is the dad. Yeah. Where you're like, <laughs> uh, I could go either way. <laughs> like, in Riverdale, they're all in their, like, early 20s. Yeah. Thank God. Because I remember when I first saw it, I was like, how old are, like, you always have that moment when you watch, yeah. like, teen shows where yeah. you're like, what is your age? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the only one I don't feel any attraction to in Riverdale is Cole Sprouse. Who plays Jughead? Because I'm like I would totally go for like that style of guy, and so it, I would also go for the Archie, like yeah. the Archie archetype. But I can't have an attraction to Cole Sprouse because I literally watched him in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. See, I never saw that so as I like a no, little kid. I so no I'm like, I can't, I can't be attracted to you. I never saw that show, so I will just to make you happy. I will take Cole off of your hands for you. 
For you, honey. For you. Thank you. <laughs> this is my duty as a best friend. I just I have to take him. Oh, whoa. I mean, you are you are you are pretty much the Betty, though. <laughs> I'm 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 the Betty. Wow, we really look like Betty and Veronica right now. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we we get this. Uh. Also, for some odd reason, like you mentioned, this yabos. Yeah. Because so, yeah, uh, baby uh, not Christian Slayer, baby Arquette. Uh, Arquette Benny. Yeah, baby Arquette Benny is literally like they're drunk. Him and Pike are drunk, and they're just like talking about a girl that they saw. I, I'm not sure if they might be talking about Buffy. They might have been. It wasn't, like, specific. Yeah, but, like, they're talking about a girl that they saw at the mall. And Benny is literally like, yeah, but her yabos just bounce so well. And it's, you don't actually, like, I didn't pick up on it the first time. Yeah. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, they're just, they're babbling. They're drunk. They're, yeah. like, hiking through this random fucking hiking canyon trail. Random fucking canyon in L.A. Drunk off their asses. Great idea. Great idea. And... I didn't pick up on it until we watched it this morning that he literally was like, yeah, her yabos bounced with the gravity of, like... Magic. Of magic. And I was like, he said yabos. I've only ever heard that in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah that's the only other movie that references boobs as yabos. Was this a thing in the 90s? Cause, Apparently. Because this one takes place in L.A., and in Hocus Pocus, they're coming from L.A. Yeah, so maybe that's what they called in LA. boobs in L.A. In the 90s was yabos. I'm what do you call them, Max? Yabos? I'm so happy that died. Because if yeah. anybody was ever like, you have nice yabos, I would, I would be, be like, like What? Tits, knockers, sweater puppies, sure, but... Dirty pillows. Yeah, but yabos? Where are you getting <laughs> yabos? Did you just find, like, yay boobs and just be, like, first two letters? Yabo? How, how, how did, did this... I need to know the history of this phrase. <laughs> um, and then uh, Benny gets taken by the vampire mm-hmm. and... Uh, then Pike gets rescued by Merrick. Hi. And it's so adorable. And it's Donald Sutherland, <laughs> and he is just so over it and so sweet in this film that, like, I just always forget just how much I love Merrick. Like, Anthony Stewart Head is, is Giles. Yeah. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, Merrick and just how sweet he is. And just, I love Merrick. And he does little, like, mustache twirls. Yeah. She's kick you like in the ass. <laughs> no, I literally like you were talking and I'm listening. Thump! I'm like, what did you just do? What are you doing? Daisy's under the blanket, and I think she might have had a bad dream. She just okay. like kicked, kicked me in the ass. <laughs> She's like, yes, Merrick, kick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I forget. I love Donald Sutherland, but I love how he just shows up while Buffy's like. Doing her gymnastic floor routine. Yeah, and she's practicing her, because they, they literally just finished, like, cheer practice. Yeah, so she's flipping. Yeah, she's doing her flippity flips. Uh, but yeah, so she's flipping, you know, doing her little flippity do's in the gym, and he just appears, and she's like, oh, hey, what, what, can I help you? And he's like, I'm, you know, like, says something. She's like, oh, are you looking for somebody? Do you need something? Do you need something? And he's like, well, actually, I'm looking for you, and you're just kind of like, that's creepy. That's creepy. An old man looking for a, a teenage girl. And then he's like, I know your dreams. And well, no, because, like, she mentions, because he's like, 
uh, he's like, actually, I'm looking for you. And she's like, oh, if I am in trouble with something, I didn't do it. <laughs> Which I was like, that was totally, like, you and me, Ella. Like, we're like, we're in trouble? Oh, we didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't her. I didn't do it. What? Do you know what we're talking about? No. no. But I'm just checking. I we didn't did do it. it. <laughs> but I just want to say, whatever I didn't do, I definitely didn't do. <laughs> um, okay. And then he's like, he's been what having. You, what do you think I've done? <laughs> out of curiosity, what, what have you figured out? <laughs> Who told you that I did this thing? What evidence do you have? Where is it located? <laughs> is it in a fireproof container? No reason for this line of questioning. Uh, but yeah, he's like, and you've been having dreams, haven't you? And she's like, well, yeah, everybody has dreams that there's somebody else. And he's like, yes, but you are a handmaiden and a and slave. A slave. Tra- and she's like, wait. I haven't told anybody about this shit. I haven't told anybody about my dream of me as a slave. What is going on? Uh, and he's like, I'm here, no, he goes, I'm here to give you your birthright. And she's like, my birthright? Money? Like, okay, and cool. I, I love it because he's just We so have to like, go to the graveyard to get your birthright. She's like, okay, so why? Go to the graveyard and just, he's like, oh, by the way, we're going to sit here at this grave. Here's a cross in the state, but chill. And I just love it because, like, it goes back to her just being so vague and she's just like, do you have gum? Yeah, like, they're just kind of sitting there and she looks at him and she's like, do you have any gum? And just, he's like, no. no. Merrick is so done. Merrick is so done. Yeah, like, stuff. I feel like, because, like, Merrick is, like, Merrick is this immortal watcher who's, like, he's been there for every single slayer. Uh, going up against uh, Lopos. Yeah. Who's, like, the, the... Who's basically our master. Yeah, the master Dracula thingy all yeah. rolled Dramatic in. master is dramatic. Oh, he's so dramatic. <laughs> The capes and the ruffly, like, everything. Like, part of me is like, I want your wardrobe. <laughs> you could rock, you could rock Lothos uh, I would, wardrobe. I would, I would just go out in public for, like, casual dinner with, like, leather pants and, like, a blank billowing shirt, but also with the cape. <laughs> Are you going to a costume party? No. no. I'm just getting a casual beer. <gasps> Whoosh! <laughs> you grab the beer with the cape, just like, Whoosh! I just come back to the table, I wave the cape over it again, all the beers are there. <laughs> like, and speaking of wardrobe... I've somehow like, gotten magical powers via having a dramatic cape. So, I, like, I, like, speaking of wardrobe, I literally, like, for... With the exception of how bright her wardrobe was, I think I, both of us would rock a lot of Buffy's clothes. You know, I feel like I... Because, like, the 90s are coming back, and I feel like there there are certain styles of the 90s that, like... No. Just, no. Mainly a lot of the weird plasticky. Yeah, the weird plastic and the, like, brightly colored spandex. Yeah, there's a lot of spandex. But, I love, like, the chunk heels. Mm-hmm. The, the little dresses. The simple patterns. Yeah, the simple patterns. Those little, like, the little dresses with, like, the jean jacket. You know what? Like, I, I was not, like, a big fan of, like, the 90s style, like, five years ago. But, like, I think that's because, like... My brain was going off of, like, Power Rangers. Yeah. And, like, Clueless. Oh, God, the, the fucking fashion and Clueless. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Yeah. all I'm gonna say. Uh, for those that like it, get it. Rock it. Uh, no. But, like, watching this film, I'm like, the 90s had some cool shit. Yeah. The well, 90s. like, even in, like, even in the TV series, too, that was made yeah, in was, the 90s. It was. And, you know, continued on to, like, the 2000s or whatever. Like, 2003, I think. Yeah. Um, but, like, most of, 
like most of the fashion in both of the Buffy films, you're just like, I could like both of the Buffy franchises I feel like you could rock a lot of the overall looks. Yeah, I'm like, like I feel like I, I could rock that. I could do this. Like I'm happy. I'm kind of like maybe I'll actually look at clothing next time I go to Target. Maybe I'll actually take a look at this. <laughs> Does it come in black? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I I just love it because it's like Buffy is like for them being kind of archetypes of like Merrick is like the stoic watcher. Lothos is just my extra vampire-like fashion goal, like, be Papa and teach me how to, like, be this extra all the time. <laughs> I always get tagged in this thing, and it's, like, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, and Hufflepuff. And it's, like, Ravenclaw, it's, like, where is Slyth? And then it's, like, turns around dramatically in a cape, all sitting on a chair, uh, with a billowing this and a wine glass backlit. <laughs> and then it's like Hufflepuff. It's like, turns on like, oh no, you don't have taken your ass to the infirmary three times this week by tripping on your cloak. <laughs> and every time I see it, Marina and Josh always tag me in it because they're like, I love you, but sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, I am aware. I have a lot of outfits that like, they're a lot, but I just like being that way. Okay. Let me live in my Slytherin like high fantasy. Like your, the red dress that you wore for seduction. seduction. <laughs> that thing's so big and so long, and I love it. You were literally just going around set. Like, when we had downtime, you were just swoosh, 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 swoosh. And we're like, can, can, can you stop? Well, you look at you look at how many, like, floor-length draping kimonos mm-hmm. I own. Yep. There's, there's uh, colors, styles, patterns. There's a lot. I, I do it in summer. It's like shorts, combat boots, and then like, whoa! Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I do definitely like that style in the summertime of just the shorts, combat boots, and then just the ridiculous Komodo. You tend to be like, you do like the shorter, cute ones, and you'll do the flower crowns. Like, you almost look like you're like, I want to be extra, but I still want to be comfortable. And I'm like, no, I'll get carried. <laughs> I Although be- the one kimono that I think I would definitely, like one of your long kimonos that I think I would definitely rock is the one that you dyed. Oh, my blue and white one. Your blue and white one. I'm like, that one I would just be like, whoosh, whoosh. Okay, fuck it. I'm extra. <laughs> yes, my wardrobe is very extra. My 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 wardrobe is, is a little bit more Lothos than Buffy. <laughs> Sally, not as much frilled cuffs. I think you need more frilled cuffs. I feel like I need more frilled cuffs. I need to start looking up, like, roughly women's shirts with frilled cuffs. This this needs to happen in my life. <laughs> um, so, eventually, uh, Buffy does montage, and she becomes the Slayer. And we get the adorable, amazing 90s montage. Yeah, there's, you like, get, like, there's the montage. Montage! We're just, like... Montage music, yep. and we're fighting, and I'm being badass. And just kick shots, and I'm like, And, like, ah. a lot of those little work outfits, I was like, yep, I can wear that. I, I yeah, can I was rock like, that. I rock that, I wear that, that sounds cool. Like, that's cute, I do that. Yeah, so she is now Slayer. Mm-hmm. And I love it, because it takes place in the spans of, like, he throws a knife at her head. Oh, yeah, before she's, like... The, ready to be a slayer. Yeah, like, before we That's get the little... he convinces her. Yeah, before we get the montage, he's just, like, he shows up again and in her locker room, and she's like, you can't be here! This is a naked place! <laughs> Who calls a locker room a naked... That, if that's, if a locker room's a naked place, every place I go to is a naked place. <laughs> can all be naked. I mean, you're not wrong. 
<laughs> Get a few shots in me and you'll see. Um, but yeah, like, she just walks into the locker room and she's like, you can't be here, this is a naked place. Of course, there's nobody in the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> except Buffy. And he's like, fine, I'll leave. You don't need to be a slayer. And then he, he does turns this, around, like, no, he, he does this little twirl. He does the mustache. twirl of his mustache. And then he turns around, grabs his dagger, and just throws it at her. And she, of course, she catches it because she's, she's slayer. the slayer. She's just like, you threw a knife at my head! Which, like, I'm like, that is a valid response. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you cut it. But you threw a knife at my head! What if I wasn't the slayer? Like, like, you would have just murdered a high school child. I feel like there's an alternate reality version where Merrick thought somebody else was a slayer, and he just, like, knifed through the eye socket. Just like, oh, shit. That, oh, mm. I'm just cleaning the knife, cleaning the knife, take the, the fingerprints, take the fingerprints. Walk away. <laughs> Maybe plant something that looks like they might have just stabbed themselves in the eye with it, and... She's not very smart. They'll believe it. (laughs) 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 On to the next list! (laughs) There's like 15 names there. It's like, Merrick is secretly like a serial killer. (laughs) While he's trying to find his slayer. He's like, slayers can know how to fall and throws her off a building and she just lands face first. Shit. Not the slayer. Not the slayer. (laughs) But I guess, like, it worked. Um, she got her montage. Uh, and Pike, uh, gets to see Benny, who's just floating around. Mm-hmm. Literally. That scene reminded me so much of, uh, Salem's Lot. Yeah. With her, uh, his friend, where he's like, let me in. And I'm like, you're fucking floating! Why do vampires do this on second floor? It's like, do you think we're not gonna... Well, actually, Pike didn't. He tried to open the window for a second and was like... Well, he was also half asleep. Yeah. So he was like, oh, it's about... okay, Benny. Yeah, I'm gonna open, like, open the window for you. And, like, back then in the 90s, you know, like, think, think of the... Do you remember the TV show Clarissa Explains It All? Oh, yeah. So the latter. Yeah, like, he her her a really fucking hot neighbor kid. Really, really dumb, but really hot. We always do go for the dumb hot boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he would always, like, climb like up his... puppies. They really are. <laughs> um, but, like, he would climb up his little ladder and be like, hey, Clarissa. Uh, so, so, like, like maybe he, then maybe there was a fire escape or... Yeah, like, there's a fire escape or... I mean, he did he did live at the top of a... Uh, Bar. No, a mechanic. Yeah. He, he, he lives at the top of a, a, a mechanics workshop. So maybe he was like, okay, yeah, Benny probably grabbed the ladder. Like, he didn't want to wake up the, the guy, whatever. He climbed the ladder. What's up, Benny? And then he's just like, I don't know. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And he's like, I love how, how campy David Arquette goes in this role. Because it reminds me so much of his character in Scream. Uh-huh. Of, of uh, D- Dudley, Duffy, Dudley, something. Yeah. Like that. When he's the, the sheriff, uh-huh. the cop, and then the sheriff in, in Scream. Where it's just like, David Arquette, I'm just like, you are so precious. <laughs> you are such a little precious, bumbling, like, bless your heart. Bless your heart, David Arquette. <laughs> Even when you're like a killer vampire, I still find you kind of like charming in this like, oh, 
Damn it, our cat is hungry. <laughs> but he's just like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And then Pike goes just like, okay. You're hungry and you're floating. You're hungry and you're floating. You're fucking floating! <laughs> Let me in! You're floating! <laughs> no, I'm not doing that one. <clears throat> so, uh, we get all this. Pike is like... We also, for- I- we also forgot to mention how Buffy figures out the vampires are near. Because remember, oh, oh, yeah. like, she's, she has that, like, she, like, she's about to kill her first, like, actual, like, I'm going out as the slayer. I'm going hunting. I'm going hunting. And <laughs> she's just kind of walking down this dark, I love that wet outfit, though. Alley. It's got, like, the beanie mm. and, like, the leather jacket. And I'm like, I'm not fashion. No, she had the little crop top mm. sweatshirt. Um. Still super cute. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, yeah, she's walking through this, like, dark, moist alley. <gasps> And it's she's not wrong. That's that's pretty what it is. And she's just like, uh, "Hello, is someone there? I am so alone." And then she's like, "I'm feeling, I'm feeling oh so vulnerable and lonely." <laughs> and like makes up a little song. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, "Like she kind of like hunches over a little bit. Like she's yeah, like, okay, that felt weird." Ow. And then the vampire shows up and he's like, Rrr! and she kills him. And she has, so we learned she has a PMS alert system. Yep. She gets cramps. But yeah, and it's funny because, like, she talks to Merrick about it. He's like, she's like, he's like, uh, he mentions, like, how she caught the vampire. And she's like, well, I caught him, didn't I? And he was like, yeah, but how did you know he was there? He's like, you felt it. You had cramps. And she's like, like yeah, but I'm not due for another two weeks. Can we stop having this Yeah, and it, so you're so obsessed with it. I'm not, um, and you're so obsessed with my cramps right now. I'm not even due for another few months. And he is like, no, no that's is, not is, what that is. This is your, this is your vampire alert system. <laughs> Which I'm like PMS alert system. I'm like that is the shittiest alert system. Right? Like why couldn't I mean, her nose itch? Right? Like it's her ears ba- tingle. Cramps are bad enough as it is when you have them on your period. Like I love it because Josh has finally gotten used to it. But I just have this really bad habit of just like when I get cramps, I'll just be like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know why I do it, but like I'm aware, but just like. And I'm like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, cramp, ow. Like, there's just yeah. a lot of Yeah, this is cramp, ow, yep. Just like, ow, ow, ow. And it just, I don't know if it just helps me to be like, this sucks. Yeah. So Buffy now knows how to fight. Pike knows there are vampires. Also, can we talk about Lothos's lackey? Oh, you mean the fabulous one, Kiwi Herman? Yes. Yeah. It's so weird seeing Paul Rubens as not Pee Wee Herman. I've seen him in a few other things, but this role with the hair and the ears and he's the like, he's, lack of an arm. It's like he's being so ridiculously vamp- Like, it's that, like, ridiculous 90s we're trying to be Dracula vampires. Yeah. And he, I think he pulls it off, though he, he does, we'll talk about this later, has my favorite scene. In this entire film. Favorite scene. <laughs> Hands down. We'll get to it. But I, I love it because it's almost like, I feel like you, he turned Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the character. Is like, he turned Pee Wee Herman and now Pee Wee Herman's trying to be a vampire. <laughs> I, yeah. I Now I can accept, I can accept Paul Rubens as a vampire now because it's pretty much, I feel like what Pee Wee Herman would be like, oh, well, vampires are clearly dramatic and <laughs> and, and he does it all a little 
candy? So he's like, eh. Instead of being like, he's, he's like, just like, eh. <laughs> and he, he even does the like little T-Rex hands. He's just like, eh. <laughs> Although when he's when he try when he turns the first like vampire for the masters or yeah. for Lothos's vampire army, he was the um, lackey jockey or the lackey jock. Yeah, he's sitting on the like he's trying to be all like sexy on the on, carousel. on the carousel, which was like immediately when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, it's the Griffith Park carousel, which right. they also filmed the show at. Yes, um, but like he's sitting on the horse, just like. Stroking it. Stroking his beard like, I'm a vampire. Like and a... then, of course, he goes... <laughs> and you're like, All right. alrighty. So, at this point, we, we got full-on buffsters. Yeah. Uh, her and Malik have bonded with very cute and adorable. Like, also, I had to make a note, what's with watchers and teeth? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's because both watchers were British. So just tea. If you're it, British, yeah, you're. It, I mean, well, the Brits love their tea. So they do. They really do. I mean, not even the Brits, honestly. Like Ireland loves their tea too. Like, well, it's cold. It's cold and yeah. wet. Like Liz is constantly drinking tea. Like that's all Liz drinks is tea. My mother-in-law, not Liz, our friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Pike's spidey sense starts to tingle. Yeah, he's like, I gotta get out of here. There's weird shit happening. And one of the guys like, what do you? What do I do if I see Benny? Want me to give him a note? And he's like. Run. Run. <laughs> it was so dramatic. <laughs> like, okay, Pike. You're, it's okay, baby. Slow your roll. Slow your roll, baby. And he goes off and uh, Pee Wee Herman and a few guys are taking him. And he's like driving. No, room. Benny shows up. No, Is Benny it, doesn't show up. I thought it's it was Benny th- that attacks the car. No, that's Pee Wee Herman. Oh. Okay, I think it's like when I saw the, like, the trench coat, it looked like Benny's trench coat for a second. That's valid. No, it's Pee Wee Herman, and, like, also, like, Pike, where did you learn how to drive? Like, damn, boy. <laughs> you just, like, you have, like, vampire, all over the place. You have a vampire on your hood, you're going through a forest, and yet it takes you a good, like, 15 minutes to crash. Like, bravo! <laughs> In a minivan, yeah. too! Like, good on you, Pike, you, you can drive. <laughs> so he he ends up, like, Pee Wee Herman ends up on the car. I know he has a name. I was referring to him as Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, so I mean, he... like, that's uh, that's just how I referred, I referred to him as, in my notes as Pee Wee Herman. And I was like, he's Pee Wee. He's Pee Wee the Vampire. It's Pee Wee the Vampire. <laughs> uh, he ends up, like, hitting and, like, the arm comes off and he just has the arm and it's flailing. Uh, and then Buffy shows up and kills the vampires and... An absolute badass, and then Pike once again faints. Faints. Pike, Pike has a like a he's an so affinity damsel. for fainting. He he's is so a damsel. little damsel. Like he, Pike feels like such a good supportive girlfriend. He does. Like he makes the stakes for her. He shows up to dance for her. But like Pike, you are a good supportive partner. And also, damn that chemistry, right? Oh my god! Like when they're at the house and she's like, "I just don't know if I belong or what's important." He's like, "I feel that way too." <laughs> and like her elbows bleeding, and she's like, "I'm just gonna go to bed now." And I'm just like, "Or no, he's like, she says like, I feel weird. I have a strange man in my house." And he's like, "You think I'm a man?" No, he's like, "You think I'm, I'm a man? man?" And I was just like, "Yes, yes, you are I, a man." I volunteer as tribute. Volunteer. I will take on this cause. <laughs> also, we forget there's the freaking line from Pee Wee Herman that says, kill him, kill him a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there another way? I was like, can you just kill someone? 
he gets he gets sad. Like he gets angry that his arm gets ripped off, and he's like, "Kill him, kill him a lot." And you're just like, "Is, is there what? What? I guess like in Princess Bride, Wesley's only a little dead. <laughs> Maybe. So I guess I guess there is a way to kill someone a lot versus only kill him a little. Um, I guess. Make sure he's all dead, not a little bit dead. No, we we don't want him to go to Miracle Max. <laughs> No options of Miracle Maxing. Very dead. So then they go to the football, the basketball game, and we we only noticed it this time around. So the the coach is like obviously like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. uh, Because he's like, are we like early in the film? He's like, are we the O's or the X's? Yeah. So we've we've already very much classified that this coach. We don't know why you're the coach. Yeah. No idea. But he has on his clipboard. The all it's not even a clipboard. It's a little like he has like one of those like little dry erase boards. Yeah. So it's a uh, the all seeing eye with the man and woman symbol divided by infinity equals win. I feel like I need like some time. Like you know that like always sunny meme where uh, he's got like all the red strings. Yeah, and I, all the post it notes. I feel like yeah, that was my brain during that. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> like, and like, ha, ha, hmm. all seeing sex. Over infinity equals win. Does that mean, like, if we're always having sex and the eye is always watching us, we win? Does that mean, like... Is that, <laughs> is that how Charlie Sheen got up with winning? Like, what is... I, I don't know what's happening. My brain is, like, fried. I felt like my brain just got so over, like... Because I'm so used to watching films that are, like, not saying this film wasn't smart. But I'm so used to watching films that are, like, little things and, like, this and this. And, like, there might have been some... The all-seeing eye over men and women divided by infinity is, like, the all-seeing eye of the Slayer for men and women will always go on, and that is how the Slayer will always win. I, I don't know. I but, really don't know. And like, I like it, how like, I'm trying so hard to make sense. I need to make sense of it. But, like, it was because, like, the first time I watched this film, and I watched it a couple days ago, I was, like, I didn't even pay attention to the fact that, like, his clipboard was had all those weird symbols on it or that weird equation i've watched this film probably about like two dozen times throughout my life and i've never noticed that but oh god what i you finally do it's just like Like, what the fuck i'm like i'm now like well no because you're like we have to figure it out so i'm like i must figure it out (laughs) it broke ashy now it it's (laughs) it's just so weird it's so weird and you're like this film's so smart and creative, it has to mean something, right? Uh, also, random tangent about this film, uh, the principal, uh, his name is Gary, but uh, he's, he's I forget his name right now, he's the stapler guy from Office Space. <gasps> That's why he looked familiar! Yeah, because like, I did him one year in high school for Halloween. I found like a red stapler and I got like, I just wore like my dad's old glasses. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, the white button up, and I was like, my stapler. This is my stapler. <laughs> you have to give me back my stapler. And just that whole scene where he's just randomly talking about doing acid at a Doobie Brothers concert. Yeah. Which is a very weird tangent this film goes on for, like, a minute where I'm like, where, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this, buddy? Oh, Buffy's gonna about to, like, coup de gras a fly with, um, like, mouth pin. All right. That, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, but I was just like, the whole scene, I was like, talk about stapler. Show stapler. Move stapler. Stapler, 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 stapler. Okay, okay, Ella, we need, we need to, we need to focus on other things. 
Need to get off the stapler. <laughs> so uh, this 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 game goes on, and uh, one of the guys is a vampire. Yep. He he straight up has like the ears, like the teeth, and just and he's he's very pale. Like he has that like pale. I'm pale vampire he, look. He floats down after making a basket. Yep. And no one notices. Well, no, and it's funny because like so the coach makes the comment to him like he like he just shows up and he's like. You're benched. You haven't showed up to any Patrices. 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 It's a a patricide of practice. (laughs) You haven't showed up to any (laughs) Patrices. The symbols have broken Ashy. To the point she can't even say practice. We've gotten this broken. Practices. And so he benches him and he literally sits down and looks at one of his like team members and is like, Go team! And you're just like, what? Why is nobody else paying attention? Like, no one's like, dude, you look a little pale. Or it kind of goes back to like later on when she goes to like when they're doing like the homecoming dance, mm-hmm. and she's just like, don't you guys notice anything? And I think it it shows more about the idea that like this whole society and this whole group, they don't want to see what's happening. Yeah. They like, want to be in their own little, like, bubble, bubble and not know what's happening outside North, which is kind of an interesting, like, take on society now, too. Oh, yeah, like, we want to stay in our bubble, and I think it's also very interesting because you kind of get that, like, in Buffy of, like, seasons one and two, mm-hmm. but then you get season three. Season three? Yeah, season three, like, when Faith comes in with Snyder. Yeah. Not with Snyder, with uh, the mayor. Yeah. Um... Where, where you get the idea that, like, the entire school, like, every student is armed. Yeah. And, like, the the, the class, like, Buffy's senior class fights back against the mayor who turns into a giant worm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, so you get this idea of, like, but you get that a little bit, like, you know, in Buffy where, like, in the beginning they don't notice anything. And then by, like, season two when Cordy kind of starts joining the group, she's, like, Hey, like, why do our classmates have, like, 100% more, like, the mortality rate's gone up by 100%. Yeah. So the idea is, like, it even takes Sunnydale some time to, like, accept. That something's happening. That something's happening. But I think you, you, what I really loved about season three is I love the idea that, like, every single one of these people, like, you get the idea in the senior class has had, like, friends get killed by yeah, a, they even a mantis, talk- a vampire, yeah. a werewolf, a sex hyena. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back. It's such a good episode. It really is. I think it's because it was the first episode that like hooked me. The sex hyenas? The sex hyenas was like the first episode that I was like, because this was before Charmed and before Supernatural. Yeah. It was the first show to do like the monster of the week kind of style yeah. that's now very common yeah with Grimm and Lucifer mm-hmm. and Wyona Earp and like there's a billion of these shows yeah. out now but this that was like the first one to me yeah that was the first one that did monster of the week yeah uh and I loved it so much but I think the hyena episode was just like it was so like out uh, there it was so out there and I think it was so like you know we've discussed this I have like a thousand and one books on cryptozoology I'm obsessed with it so, but to me, it felt like it was just an episode about one of the, like, the Green Children, or the Mothman, or the Michigan Dogman. Mm-hmm. It was so just, like, 
cryptozoology yeah. weird thing that I was just like, wait, what? Your show's about the shit? Oh, let me bring out my sax and book. Let me call Joss Whedon. I've heard of this monster or this monster. <laughs> um, but so, like, I think that brought it in. But there is this idea of, like, um, like we recently had an election. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange because, like, I don't, I don't always know, like, whether or not to believe the news anymore. Yeah. Um, it's because it's kind of like things can get skewed. They were saying only, like, 30% of people from age 18 to age 35 actually voted. Like, that... Which, which... I, like, I could agree with you on, like, not wanting to believe that, but... We also, like, live in L.A. We're all very progressive. We're yeah. all involved in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. We live in a place that is very racially diverse. The election means a lot to us. Yeah. Like, you know, there almost every day there's someone marching for some sort of cause... Whether in it's LA. L- in LA, whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's racism, whether it's the uh, Me Too movement, there's yeah. always like, especially like in LA, there's always someone wanting pushing. to push their voice out and say something. Which but then is you have to think about what like, this podcast is about. Hell yeah! But you have to think about like Ohio. Yeah. Like, what does a thirty-year-old in Ohio care about the election? Yeah. Like, yes, you should care. It but, may not be affecting you personally, but like. This is our next president for the next four years. Yeah, like, like it may, like it may affect you in you know long term. In the long term, you don't know. Yeah, uh, but so like I saw that fact, and part of me was like, no, I don't want to believe that because I want to believe like my generation is super like progressive and this. But then you also kind of have to go back to like the two thousands, and you know we have TikTok and we have Instagram, and we care about like. Teenagers nowadays don't give a shit about the Kardashians or yeah. Instagram influencers. It's 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds that care about Instagram influencers and care about this. Yeah. Because they got brought up from the time they were kids of this world of Instagram and influencers and top likes. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of numb to it. Yeah. Where we kind of suckled on the teat of the original, like, top eight MySpace battles. Yeah. So we're still in our heads kind of obsessed, I think, more than the generation that's coming after us. Generation X, I think is. Yeah. Like, yeah, Generation X and then, like, Millennials before that, because we're Millennials. Yeah. But yeah, like, definitely. I definitely agree. Like, Millennials kind of have that, like, we need to put our voice out there. We need to be liked. We need to be seen. But I think it's more about getting the attention than doing the thing sometimes. Right. Like, it's, you know... Do it for the gram. Yeah. Like, the you know, like, I know they give out the little I voted stickers. Yeah. You know, they do that every year. They've been doing it they, every year. They do it every year. It's a thing. Like, I remember, you know, when my mom would come home after work and, like, I would be sitting on my little computer or whatever and she'd have a little I voted sticker and I asked her, like, oh, you got a sticker? I want a sticker. And she's like, well, honey, when, when you're you older, you'll, you'll vote for, you know, you'll vote for the president and blah, 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 and you'll get the sticker. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, I, the, I was like, I get a sticker for in selecting a guy to take over the country. Huh. <laughs> um, at that point where yeah. the sticker means that. Um, um but, it, but it's almost like it. And then now, like, you see, you know, people are like, oh, look, I voted, you know. And it's more of like a hashtag. Yeah, it's like hashtag I voted. It's not like, hey, look, I'm supporting my country. I I'm voted supporting for... this candidate. This is the person I believe in. This is like who I'm really trying for. 
so there was that that stat, and like I said, I don't know if I want want to believe it. I really don't. Then like watching this film, I have to be like, yeah, these people like technically, they would be millennials. Yeah, because late nineties stuff like that, they are millennials. Um, so are, like, is this still a thing about us? Are we? Lily sitting here while vampires are killing our class, not like not even not noticing, but refusing to notice. Yeah, like oh, it's just it's whatever. We're gonna focus on prom. We're not gonna deal with what's happening outside. Yeah. I'm gonna focus on the the latest season of this show instead of focusing on like climate change or focusing on gay rights or focusing on this. I'm gonna vote because I want to get my sticker. Yeah, not that I want to vote to do this. Right. Not that I want to vote to make a difference or yeah. like help my community, help my country, help my state. Whatever. I want to get it for the likes. Yeah. I want to get it for my recognition of like I did this thing, applaud me. Yeah. And you see that very much like in Hillary Swank's character. Like she's she's not I wouldn't say she's like a mean character. Like she's not evil. Yeah. But she she wants to be the top dog. Yeah. And, like, you can kind of tell, like, Buffy is kind of the top dog. So she feels underlinged to Buffy. Yeah, it's, it's... And then once Buffy starts to do this whole, like... Her own thing. Her, yeah, like, she's starting to go down her Slayer journey. Yeah. Hillary kind of gets that, like, well, now I get to be top dog. Yes, I get to be the one that does like, this. Like, you haven't been here for dance committee. It's now my... It's this now is my... It's, yeah, this is important to me. This is my thing. You obviously don't care enough about this. Yeah. And she's like, well... Yeah, uh, um, haven't you guys noticed people dying or this or this? And she's like, I noticed you're not here at cheer practice. Yeah. And I feel, I feel that way. I, and I think Buffy said a lot of good things you in the movie actually... and in the show about the idea of what's important versus what we can get sucked into. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go back a little bit because I like thinking about like, you know, the, the high school students reflecting on the fact that some of their students have disappeared like they the three girls are all walking the girls are walking down the um down the stairs and they're yeah. talking about the the lackey it wasn't like the lackey but she was like the treasury for like the the prom thing it's not the treasury cuz the lackey ends up dating her boyfriend at the end right this but like, is, yeah, this is like so, the, the sweet, the, the Veronica to the Heathers. Yeah, like, you know, the, she, they hear that, like, the little, you know, like, little Veronica to the Heathers, basically, because I don't yeah. remember her name, um, died and, dis- like, disappeared and was found dead. And was found dead. And then they're like, you know, like, oh my god, I lent her my leather jacket, and I never got it back. Oh, it's so sad for you. And then you hear, like, other people talking about, like, oh, are you going to the memorial service for her? And they're like, nah, I gotta work on my abs. And then Buffy, like, that's when Buffy's just kind of like, like, she gets that realization of, like, no one fucking cares. And I think that's, that's an important thing to show. I feel like not, not all people, obviously, because there are still going to be the Heathers, the people that care more about reality TV show than anything else. Those people are always going to exist. There will always be Karens. Yeah. Um, but... I think it's a good way to show, because I think a lot of people have this in their life, mm-hmm. where you have a moment where, like, somebody around you dies. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a good friend of mine um, in Chatsworth, of all places. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was attacked and actually had a skull broken by neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, 
suddenly, like, a lot of bullshit didn't matter to me. Yeah. Because like, suddenly... Just, you, had a re- you had that realization of just... Oh, God, like, shit's not good. Shit is... can get bad. What is happening? Why are we doing this? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's that idea of you get to a point in your life where something happens, you see something, something's done to you... It's it's like that eye opening feeling, and I think this one did a really good job of kind of showing how that works, but also like how you can lose a lot of people. Yeah, like how, and it's hard because sometimes like when you're have a group and suddenly your morals don't line up anymore or your values don't, you want to keep those friends and you want those friends to realize like what you're realizing. Yeah, like hey guys, like. I really don't give a shit about this, but, like, you think maybe we should, like, do a march or do something like this for this cause or, like, we need to be, like, having this, like, really strong discussion about, like, what do you guys think about this? And they're just, like, what? Why aren't you acting like yourself? Yeah, Why aren't you're, you be- you're, you're not yourself. Yeah, you're being weird. You're not yourself. And I, I feel like that is, like, a really hard thing, especially, like, when you're a teenager or, like, in college because suddenly you feel like, the people maybe you grew up with or mm-hmm. were around. Like, I've even just, I'm in my 30s, and I'm experiencing this still. Yeah. Of people, like, I once was super close with and cared about. I'm like, you, like, just what you value now does not matter to me, and it it is a negative aspect Yeah, of that. And, like, you know, you and I have... A mutual ex-friend. Yes, we have a few mutual ex-friends. <laughs> well, yes, but one in particular where it's like all they seem to value now is being insta-nerd famous. It's this idea of like they they went and they kind of like got bit by like the bug, or like the fame bug or whatever you want to call it. And that's now like their goal. And when like your goals and your perspective change, and they don't always have to change for the better. They yeah. can change for the worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffy is changing for the better. Yeah. But some people change for the worse. Yeah. And you kind of have to have that point where it's like, I like it because Buffy shows you could still be strong and powerful and loved and cared for mm-hmm. in your newfound strength. Yeah. And like, you know, like this, you know, specific mutual friend, like I've known them longer than you have. You knew them oh, for yeah. me. But in high school, you know, when I met her, she was a cute little adorable freshman and I was like, you guys were like best friends. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to adopt you as my freshman because yeah. at the time I was a junior and I adopted two freshmen, her and our lovely friend Tessa, who I want to have on the podcast. I love you, Tessa. <laughs> um, and they were my little freshmen, and yeah. they both were just like, oh my god, high school, like so exciting, so exciting. We're into theater. This is great. And you know, she got like she took. I could kind of see it change. Mm-hmm. Once, like, I was out of high school, mm-hmm. and, like, she was hitting, like, her junior and senior years, I could see a little bit of the change. Yeah. Where she was like, oh, now I'm really getting, like, I'm I'm really into theater, I'm really into choir, I kind of found my niche, I found what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be on Broadway. Yeah. So I was like, cool, so do I, cool, let's audition together, let's do yeah. the thing, da da da. And then as she, the older she got, like... The more I noticed, it wasn't necessarily of, but, like, I love my talent and I want to use this to, you know, even if I don't get paid for using my talent, like, me, I I still to this day absolutely fucking love doing theater. 
Yeah. I know for a fucking fact that... <laughs> suckle the teat of the rock star, Ella. Suckle the teat. <laughs> oh, mother's milk. <laughs> Sorry. She just caught me, like, subtly caressing a rock star. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying? Um, I was going to say, like, you know, I know for a fact that, like, back then I was like, cool, I'm going to be on Broadway and I'm going to make money doing what I love. Yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, I found my day job. Yeah. Like, I love being a teacher and I can still kind of use my acting talents, you with know, kids. with the kids and stuff like that. And, you know, if I want to, like, every once in a while, I'll audition for a show that seems, like... That you're passionate That about. I'm passionate about that seems interesting. Like, our mutual friend, uh, one of my, mine and Chris's and now Ella's mutual friend, Patrick. I love you, Patrick. <laughs> that's no, so no, creepy. Because <laughs> that's the only way I can tell him I love him is slightly creepy yeah. and stalkery. Because yep. that's what he'll like. Yep. <laughs> um, he's... I wouldn't say he's, like, our number one fan, because Edgar's our number one fan, but he's, like, our... You're, you're close there. You're yeah, up there. You're, he's in the, you're in the top group. Yeah, he's in, like, our top group of fans. We love you, Patrick. You're amazing. You officiated my wedding. It was great. Um, I just love you deeply. <laughs> and want to steal most of your closet. Yeah, valid. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is working on a production of Dracula very soon, and I'm, like, super excited about working with him on that one. Yeah. Like, that's my next, like, passion project. And, you know, like, obviously I'm going to go for that project i know i'm not gonna make money i'm doing it for the passion i'm doing it because i love acting yeah i'm not doing it because like oh this is gonna make me famous and this particular person that we've been talking about you know was trying to do theater to become famous and then theater didn't work out so then she tried doing youtube stuff and then that didn't work out and then she tried to make her wedding this ridiculous fucking Thing. It, yeah, it's this you know, idea of like that 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 wanting the bubble and the wanting what they think life is about to be real. And like I think that, that that happens. I think it's right now a very scary time and it's very easy to kind of fall into this bubble. Yeah. Of like Instagram, YouTube, I wanna be famous, I wanna get noticed, I wanna have this, like for, like, love of God, really just look at weddings nowadays. Oh, yeah. Like, weddings are all about, like, doing something that's going to get you viral or doing something that's going to get you this. Yeah. Instead and like, of, like, and they're, like, $10,000 now. Yeah. We're back in the 80s. It was, like, you go to, like, a country club and you get married and that's it. Yeah. Like, your wedding was about your wedding. It yeah. was Nowadays, it's about, like, how nerdy it is or how unique it is or how this. And I think it's because, like... It's getting scarier and scarier and scarier. In the same way, you know, the vampires were closing in. Their people were dying. So it's almost like they're, they're, they have to hold on to this bubble so tightly. Now. Yeah. Because, like, this is our protection from the outside world. Yeah. And in reality, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't protect you. Yeah. And then, you know, like, Buffy kind of has that moment when she's, like, she wants to tell her friends, like, hey, shit's getting weird and this is why I've been distant because I'm trying to help. Yeah. I'm but sure. they, and like she, because I, I feel like her delivery of it though was a little off. I feel like Because she, she was, like she started out with, I met this guy. Yeah, because she, she's trying to like phrase it. And I think the thing is. And, it's like, like, and right after, it's, like it's after Merrick dies. No, Merrick. <laughs> I forgot about Merrick. We'll talk about Merrick again. Um, but, 
I think that she's like, I, oh, I met this guy, and, like, I feel like she has this talk in her head, mm-hmm. and they're like, a guy, are you having an affair? And she's like, no, uh, no, no, like, he's an older guy, and she's like, oh, you're saying he's a 50-year-old, and it's just like, by the end, of yeah. the, she's just so frustrated, because she's like, you're not going to listen. Yeah, and then everyone's like, like, haven't you noticed some weird shit going on? And they're like, yeah, you haven't been to practice. That's pretty weird. And you're like, she's like, no, that's... And then she kind of gets up, she picks up the basketball. And she's kind of dribbling and talking. Yeah, and she's kind of like tossing it up and down and like kind of like fidgeting and trying to figure out how to phrase the fact that... How to get through to them. Yeah. And then eventually by the end of it, she's just like, I don't... I'm not going to get through to you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a hard thing, but I think, as we said, like, we are no longer friends with this person... Like, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not saying she isn't, like, a good friend to certain people. Yeah. I know she is. I know she's super supportive to certain people. But just when you look at life a certain way and you're you're very adamant about how I'm going to live this and how I'm going to do this, certain other people no longer fit in that, in that bubble. bubble. They, they they rub the bubble, they, they, they clash with the bubble, and it's perfectly fine to like a person and just be like, but they're not my friend and I have no interest in talking to them. Yeah. They're great. Whatever. They're, they want to go focus on prom, and they want to go focus on this, and you know what? Bye. I gotta go save the world. Yeah. And she, but then she still kind of has that, like... She still wants it. She still wants to focus on the dance, which is not prom, it's like they're... Spring, homecoming. Yeah, they're homecoming, basically. So she wants to focus on homecoming. She kind of, she still wants it. Like, I'm a teenager in high school, and I want to focus on being a teenager. Yeah. And she kind of has that, like, I'm walking through the rain at the neon 80s mall. <laughs> and um, Pike is on the motorcycle. And Pike is walking the motorcycle next to her. Like, come on, we gotta go fight him. And she's like, I just want to be a normal girl. Like, I don't want to kill vampires. I want to go to homecoming, and I want to go shopping and buy a dress. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I can, like, the, I feel like the reasoning for that was kind of the way her friends reacted to her being, like, yeah. This is happening, and they're like, uh, no, it's not. We're we're doing homecoming. That's what's happening. Yeah, and I, I feel like it, it's always, like, a give and take. Like, there are times, like... You, like, you kind of, you feel like you have to acclimate to that person's it, it is. bubble. You have to acclimate, and also, like, it's scary when you're creating your own bubble, and you're, you're choosing what matters in your life, and what causes you want to stand for, and what things you, you don't care about. Yeah. But there are times where, like, especially, like, for Buffy, she's she's alone. America's now died. Uh, we will get to what happens with him, we swear. We're not going <laughs> to casually mention he died and not get into it. Her friends aren't there, and at that point, I feel like she's just like, I'm just going to go back. Like, it, it's just, it's easier, it's easier to go, to go into back. this bubble. And I think, like, with people like that, like, you have those times, like, where you see them. And they're like, oh, my God, how have you been? And you, there's always that slight pull of just, like, to kind of slink into it. Yeah, like, you know, going back to this person. You saw them recently. I saw them recently, and I saw them at this event that I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they came up to me like, oh my god, it's so great to see you. I saw all the pictures from your wedding. It was beautiful. How's married life? Yada, yada, yada. Let's talk. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, we were, like, we were we used to be really good. Like, I kind of got that, like, come back feel. That- that, that siren's call. That's, yeah, that siren's call to, like, oh, that was so much fun. And then I kind of, like, I had that, like, pullback of, like, no, don't, don't, you know, don't go into that rabbit hole. Yeah, like, it, it's fun to have people that, like, you, you, you hang out with and do this with. But it's also important to, like, you know, have people that are in your circle that, that 
align with you. And it's good to have people that are that have different views. Obviously, we have very different views on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many a different friend that have like polar opposite views on me, but their 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 road is similar. Yeah, I guess that's that's how I would describe it. Is the road is similar. Uh, and but it's so easy. Like I had a friend, um. And it, it was just kind of all tea sipping and bullshitting. Like, that was our pretty our entire friendship, which yeah. was, was, you know, kind, kind of drama stirring. And then, like, I didn't see him, and then, like, I saw them again, and I went out with them a few times. And then I was just, like, by the end of it, I was just, like, I feel so exhausted. Yeah. Because <laughs> of just, like, this was no longer something I did. Like, I didn't like deal with drama i don't deal with this cattiness i don't deal with like oh this bitch did this and we're gonna hate this person and this and this so like after two days i was just like Hoo! um i need to go read a book in a corner and then write and then go march for someone's rights like yeah <laughs> i need i feel like i needed like a like a, a an emotional enema yeah a karmic enema I was just like, why, why would I do this? Like, this is just, like, feeding into negativity. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, it's really fun in the moment. But then, like, you come home and you just, what did you do today? And you're like, ugh. Yeah, because then you kind of, like, you get yourself back into reality. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I now have to be, like, I talked shit on this one person for, like, two hours. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. Does it feel good to do that? So. Yeah, that was that was a that was a very deep. I don't know how we got there from Buffy, but it, I mean that's kind of what this podcast is <laughs> nowadays. Is like the it's, deep conversations about random things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go back to Merrick's death. I feel like Merrick's death needs yeah. to be um, addressed. Yeah. So like we we have the the basketball game and the vampire is now like everyone's like okay he's acting weird. Buffy but, leaves, but it, they're more like upset with Buffy. Yeah. Because she kicks him. Yeah. She, and there's a girl on the court! Yeah, there's a girl on the court! Like, it sounded so, like, 1950s, like, oh, jeepers, there's a girl! A girl has entered the sports arena! Bless my heavens to Betsy! Well, I think it was because they were just like, why the fuck is the cheerleader running on the court? I don't know, I just took it as that. <laughs> but, so, we get, we get the first time that she actually sees Lothos. Yeah. Uh, who's played by Rucker and Howard, who, who's uh, uh, attractive except for the stash. Yeah, I could it's like a blonde, like, matador. It was weird. Yeah. But, uh, so you get the idea that, uh, as we said, like, Merrick is reborn every single time. <laughs> I, hold on. I love, like, cause I, I clicked on his thing, and <laughs> the explanation for Rutger Hauer on IMDb is blonde, blue-eyed, tall, handsome Dutch actor. Yeah. <laughs> that That's accurate. Lothos is Dutch, apparently. Um... The, the whole point of, like, the Slayer in this movie is Merrick exists and Lothos exists. Yeah. And they, they've existed for forever. And apparently Pee Wee Herman, too. At least for 1,200 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every every generation a girl is born, every generation Merrick trains her, and every generation Merrick sees her die. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of his life. And she, like, at an earlier scene, Buffy was like, well, what do you do? If, if I kill him. Yeah. And he's like, go to heaven. And she's like, or get a job. And he's like, I'd love a job. I'd love to. I would have been a great boot maker. Yeah. And she's just like, you're strange. Well, like, I mean, you know, we kind of, in the Buffy TV show, our watcher does get a job. 
He does. He's Giles. A yeah, Giles becomes a librarian. We find out so many interesting things about Giles. I that Giles. he was in a rock band. He was a bad boy. <laughs> um, but so Lothos and Buffy finally meet, and she gets the the siren call of like "Come to me." And Pike's sitting there, and Pike is trying so hard to be helpful. He's just... He's like, does anyone not notice that this is wrong? He's like, buff, buff, hey. And Pee Wee Herman's like, get out of here. And he's like, I took your fucking arm. And then he just, like, lifts him up, and he's like, shit, shit, shit. Well, no, he's like, he says, he lifts him up, and he's like, are you going to gab like this the whole time that I'm ripping your throat out? Pike's like, yeah, yeah, I am. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Pike, baby. I both want to do you and also feel a deep emotional connection to that much sass. <laughs> like, I would be your pike in this. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to talk. Keep on talking. I mean, that's kind of, that's basically what you're going to be when we do Twin Mask is... Yep, I'm the talking... I'm the talking... No, you're talking too... You're talking too much. Talk, talk, Le- talk, Lex, talk. Le- 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 Lex. No talk? No. Oh, okay. Fight. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Merrick comes in and... You kind of see throughout, like, the training montage and stuff like this, a really deep connection between Merrick and Buffy, where Buffy really cares about him. And also, like, I feel like, for me, I'm kind of, like, inferring this of, like, because Merrick always finds them, the idea is, like, he always finds them when they're young. Yeah. He's like, oh, I should have been trained years ago. Like, maybe all the previous Slayers always treated Merrick like a father or, like, this guardian, mm-hmm. where Buffy gives him a lot of fucking shit throughout the whole film. Yeah. And so I feel like it might be, like, Merrick sees her as not just, like, a slayer, but, like, as a friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a cute little scene where they're in, like, his little watcher hut. It's so big. The, the watcher <laughs> hut is so big. It's, it's like, yeah, a it's chandelier. Like, yeah. Um, which is kind of, like, basically, like, a giant fucking studio. Yeah. It was, like, a, a L.A. loft with <laughs> included chandelier. <laughs> Um, but he, they have that cute little moment where, like, he makes it, I can't remember what he says, but like, he makes a joke about something, oh. and she's like, oh, you made a joke! Are you okay? Do you need water? Are you gonna die? Do yeah, you need to lay down? <laughs> uh, so I think, like, Merrick, for the first time probably in, like, centuries, like, he doesn't want her to die. Yeah. Not that he, because he, I think before then, like, he didn't want them to die, but he wanted them to complete their quest, and if they died, I shall be reborn. Yeah. I think this is the first Slayer in a very long time that he really, truly cares about. And he sees as a friend, and he sees as somebody who doesn't didn't care in the beginning. Yeah. And she's grown so much, and she's become so strong, and she has so much personality and so much life in her. Um, that he uh, tries to kill Lothos and ends up getting stabbed. And it's, it's very, very, like, I always forget about this scene. Because it's like, ah, fighting, fight! And then it's just like, oh. Oh, oh no. Poor, poor Merrick. No and then, Merrick. And then they're, like, in the in Merrick's house and Pike's, like, looking out the window. Well, no, like, you have that really sweet moment of, like, when he kind of, re- he reveals to Buffy the secret. Yeah, wait for the silence. Yeah, like, he's dying in Buffy's arms. And you're just like, oh, poor Merrick is dying. No. And, and then he's just like listen he's like when you hear the music listen for their wait for the silence. wait for the silence because in the silence there's and then he dies yeah and it's just, it's just so like but it's, it's so weird because like you look at this film and it's really fun and it's really goofy 
And then, like, but you do get these scenes of, like, real, like, as silly as these characters are, they're so human. Yeah. There's, there's so much to them that you care and you feel for. And you also kind of get the idea, like, with Buffy, it's so hard because her parents are such shits that, like, I think at one point, like, when she first fights the vampires in the graveyard, she comes home and her mom's like, what time is it? She's like, after 10. She's like, I knew my watch was broken. Yeah, like, she, well, because you think the mom's going to be like, you were out late, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like, I knew my watch was broken. And I spent then, a fortune on it. It doesn't even work. Walks and then, away. Yeah, and her daughter like, calls for her husband, like, we're going to be late, you know. And, and it's her like, daughter's coming home at 10 o'clock covered in dirt and, like, blood. And you're just like... So you also kind of get the idea, like, for Buffy, this might be the first, like, guardian figure she's yeah. ever had. Somebody that, he cares about her. Yeah. So it's it's so heartbreaking. And after this, she's just, like, he, she loses so much of that will. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when they're having that scene, uh, when they're in the rain and the thing, you know... She's she, just, she's just kind of lost it. She's, she's just like, and she's like, he's like, well, why aren't you fighting? And he, she's he, like, well, Merrick's dead. Yeah, what's the point? Well, no, she says, Merrick's dead because of me. Yeah, like because I, I wasn't good enough as a slayer. Yeah. Um, and so she she's like, I'm just gonna go to the dance, and I was confused because you pointed out it's a mall scene. I'm pretty sure she's in a dressing room. Okay, because there's, like, a pink dress, and then there's her, like, gorgeous little, like, and I'm not a huge fan of white dresses, but, yeah. like, I fucking love that dress. Like, it doesn't even need to come in black. I yeah. I prefer it in black. But. <laughs> but I liked it in white. It was great in white. It was great. Um, and she shows up to dance, her hair's this really pretty bun, and her hair's all done, and she goes to try and talk to her friends, and her friends are kind of just making fun of people. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally just sitting there shitting on people. Yeah, like, as they walk by, like, oh my god, I can't believe she wore that. Like, Does look she at have her. a mirror in her house? Does house? she have a mirror in her house? Oh yeah, god, like, her hair. Oh my god, this. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, like, yeah. I and then, you know, Buffy kind of walks in, and they're like, oh, you're here. She's like, well, yeah, like, I thought my boyfriend was going to pick me up. And they, like, start laughing, and you find out the boyfriend has now taken uh, Hillary Swank's lackey. Mm-hmm. And just treating her like a puppy dog. That poor girl. <laughs> uh, and, and I feel like at, at this point, like, Buffy... Like, well, no, because the... even, like, she even, like, talk, she talks to him and she was like, hey, weren't you supposed to pick me up? And he was like, yeah, I called you. Oh, yeah, she, and she's like, you broke up with my machine? Yeah. Which is such a 90s phrase. Yep. <laughs> also, you broke up with her machine? Yeah, like, you couldn't have fucking just, like, showed up and, like, sorry, not working out, bye. Yeah. Like, even if it was just, like... Not wearing out. Bye. Like, uh, bye. <laughs> would have been great. But no, he broke up with her fucking machine. Yeah. Low. That That's that's low. That's, like, worse, I feel like, than breaking up over text message. Because at least the text message, you can be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. With breaking up with a machine? You can't respond. You can't. And this was the 90s. So, like, what are you going to do? Call their house? <laughs> call their landline? Like, come on. You can't, you can't call their personal cell phone and blow up their phone. You're going to blow up their whole family's phone. Yeah. Super dick note. So Buffy is is off in the corner. Just kind of like, oh, whatever. Are we? <laughs> and then Pike shows up. Hubba hubba Pike. Oh, oh, he got like the slick back hair, clean shaven face. 
leather jacket with a gray vest. Mm-hmm. Well, no, and not just a not just any leather jacket. It's his armored motorcycle jacket. It does come in handy later. And he like goes and like rips off a flower and is like, I came to see the Horton dance. <laughs> they like dance and then they finally like kiss. And you're just like, yeah! And then her girl, like, her girls, because, like, the, the girls, like, earlier mentioned, um, because she's, like, I, I feel like the, the scene where they're at the home, like, setting up, yeah, she's, like, none of you guys understand, blah, 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 like, Pike is the only one that understands me, and they're, like, oh, that homeless go, that homeless guy Poke? Yeah. And she's, like, and that's when she gives up, she's, like, ugh, fuck Like, this. you're only focusing, like, you're not, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, and so when they see them kissing at the dance, they're just, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the vampires attack. Yes. <laughs> the vampires attack. And once again, oh my god, Lothos, and you're just like, what? <sighs> and I'm just like, dramatic. So, I'm so into this. I'm so fucking Well, into no, this. it's, so she, like, she fights a couple of vampires, and then she gets lured into the basement. No, by... no, no. There's, before this, because uh, I wanted to bring this up, because I just love this so much. So, the vampires start attacking, and they're like, give us Buffy, mm-hmm. and we'll leave you guys alone. And everybody's like, get her, get her! And she's like, okay. And Pike's like, oh yeah, they'll, like, I the brought setup. snakes. Yes. He's like, I, no, he's like we, have a, like, we have a lot of problems. And I have a bag full of solutions. solutions. So <laughs> Gives her the snakes. I just, I love it because I'm like, hello, amazing, supportive man of yeah. my dream. Yeah. That, like, you somehow knew there was something that was going to go down, or maybe you didn't, but you knew I was in a bad place and wouldn't have brought my snakes, and you brought me snakes. Like, you are so supportive of my life. Thank you. But then also, like, she, like, he's like, I'm coming with you. And she's like, no, you're not. Don't be a dick. Kiss. Bye. And, and like, like, and like, I feel because like he sits down with he sits down with her, and they're like, and, and, and she's like, like putting him in her little white handbag. Yeah, and like, and you don't see it, but he's actually sitting on her dress. Yeah, because when she gets up, the it rips. Yeah, the tool under her dress rips, and now she's just kind of in a little like cutesy white, like, like the, the top half of her dress, basically. Yeah. Which um, they reference in the uh, in season one of Buffy. Yeah, where she rips her dress. Where she rips her dress. But, like, so then she kind of, like, uh, gives him the kiss, leaps up, and she's, like, ready to go. And he's, like, hey, Buff. And, like, kind of looks at her, and she looks down, and she's, like. And then he throws her the armored jacket, and you're just, like, ah! But I, just, I love it, because it's so fucking supportive. Like, he doesn't say, like, no, I gotta go protect you, or no, I gotta go do this. He's just, like, I thought something would happen here. I brought your armory, uh, your dress ripped, uh, here's your leather jacket, here's my leather jacket. Go out there and get them, baby. Kill those vampires. Yeah. And, like, I feel like both of you, like, you and I both have our pikes. We do. We have our very own. I, I feel like Chris and Josh would definitely sit there and, like, armor us. <laughs> I feel like they would, like, be in the van, like, doing little stabby things and, like, throwing us weapons. It's mm-hmm. like, battle axe! Machine gun! <laughs> <laughs> we got this. We just need armor. <laughs> Um, so she goes out, and, uh, Ashley found this fun fact. Yeah. So you can so, say like, this fact. Yeah, so, And I mean, we did look it up. Yeah, so we are, like, we're, I'm trying to stay away from, and, like, you know, as we start to go to season two and everything like that, um, in the next year, I'm trying to stay away from, like, oh, by the way, I have a freaky fact. Oh, by the way, I have a freaky fact. So we're gonna have, like, a freaky fact corner. After, oh, okay. Like, but this one does need to be said yeah, in this. Yeah, this one does need to be said in this. So as I was looking up, you know, the freaky facts for 
later on in this episode when we do our freaky fact, you know, corner. Ashley's freaky fact corner. I feel like I want to, like, have, like, a little xylophone. Like, I was like, hello. <laughs> um, I literally found this fact, and I was like, wait a second. That's, well, that's not right. I don't remember seeing that. Because, again, like, how did, you know, watch this movie a couple days ago and then rewatch it with Ella. I li- this, um, the freaky fact was... It's Seth Green is yeah. in Seth. So um, Seth he was Green, uncredited. Like, yeah, he was uncredited, but he was supposed to be like, oh yeah, so he does. Despite claiming he was cut from the movie, Seth Green does appear in it. Although it is just for three seconds, and for two of them, he is seen from behind. He is the short redhead vampire that gets kicked by Buffy outside the gym when the group of vampires, including him, are taunting her. And you recognize him by his haircut alone. So we were both like, because we have just watched the film and then went outside to kind of like... Let's shake off our bodies. Shake off our bodies and get ready to record. And I was looking at my freaky facts and I was like, wait a second. He was? He was? So we like, we walked back up, we literally fast forward the movie to that scene and we're like, oh my god, it's Seth Green! (laughs) Seth Green has been in all of Buff. Yep. Seth Green is Buff now. He was a vampire and he was also a werewolf. Yep. Uh, so eventually she goes down and she gets lured into like the basement and there's Lothos and she's fighting Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, she's fighting Pee Wee Herman and, and, and this is he's, the, well no, because like, he says something to her and then you hear the violin. Yeah, and that's when she you, gets him by like his throat. Yeah, and she has the stake like, oh, he's up like, to his, she's, she hasn't like killed him yet, but she's like up to his he's, chest. He literally says, I'm immortal, I can do anything. And she goes, clap. And then you hear Lothos music, and, uh, I- I Most dramatic violin ever. Most dramatic. It's, like, half missing, but it's beautiful, but I- I just need to take a moment for the greatest scene in the entire film. So, (laughs) like, the- Herman's death scene is a beautiful, beautiful scene. She hears the music, like, she pauses, and he's like, oh, my master's gonna save me, and he kind of goes like, no, and she stabs him with the stake, and then she turns, and then you just get- Oh, well, no. He oh. turns. She turns. You get a cut back to uh, to Lothos. It cuts back to Buffy, and then Pee Wee just kind of appears, pops in, pops in with the stake in his chest, like. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just knocked my glasses off. And he's, ah. and like he gets down on the ground and he's crouching and he's like going, kicking the wall. Kicking the wall. Walking back into a corner and crouch, and then just dies. It's, uh, it's literally like two minutes. It's two fucking minutes of him just making sounds. I almost like I was literally the first time I saw this film. I was almost expecting Lothos to be like die already. It's so great. It's just I I don't know why. It's just my favorite part of this fucking <laughs> film. It just makes me like almost like it makes me almost like. Tears of joy. <laughs> of just like dramatic vampire. I, I don't know if this was written or if this was just like Pee Wee Herman being like, no, I'm going out like fun. <laughs> but oh god, it's just so fucking funny. And I live for this shit. Uh so Lothos is doing the lovely I have a violin, I will do this to you, and upstairs Pike is fighting Benny and they're mm-hmm. like wrestling and eventually like you know, Lothos gets Buffy down on the ground, and the music's playing upstairs, and the vampires are killing people, and he's, like, about to bite her, and then Pike hits Benny into the electrical panel. Yeah. Which kills the sound. Thus, silence. silence. And 
I love this turn. This is like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Is so Lothos up until now has been all capes and fancy and you will come to me. We are one. We are this. We are la la la. When the music stops, Buffy kind of snaps back. And he turns into such a little Karen bitch. He does. He's just like, no, no, you're mine. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Like, he just gets so frustrated yeah. so fast. And I just really love the idea of seeing this, like, 6,000-year-old vampire just like, huh, couldn't you just let me kill you already? He's just so, so, like, frustrated. And it's just like, and, uh, his, his, he's so fucking witty and, like, the little, like, Quips. Quips between them uh-huh. are just like, wham, 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 gold, gold. It's so good. And uh, Buffy ends up being able to get out. She gets upstairs. And uh, this is like a really small scene, but like when she goes upstairs, Hillary Swank's character is like, no, get her out, they're going to kill her. And the fucking principal just hits her head. Hits her against the wall. like, oh. I just don't know. And then slides down. And he just, well, cause, oh, that's what it is. He's upstairs walking around. Giving the vampire, the dead vampire's detention slips. He's like, detention, 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 detention. Oh, I didn't give you guys detention slips. Detention, detention. I love it. I love the fucking ex-druggy, weird-ass principal, Gary. Thank you, Gary, for existing. Thank you for hitting Hillary Swanks. And then, um, I think I had a lot of questions about, uh, Lothos pulls out a katana. Because the 90s? We, we did just watch Blades, so, like, I, just katanas. 90s equal katanas, apparently. <laughs> that was the coolest shit, apparently. It was. And I'm like, it really was. Uh, so he pulls out a katana, and Pike is fighting vampires, so, like, he can't really be helpful. Uh, and we get this just great little fight between them. And then eventually he raises up his sword and she, like, snaps a piece of, like, No, chair. like, so she grabs, like, he, like, knocks her, her stake away. She goes to grab it. And then he's like, no. Like, he kicks it away. So then she goes and grabs a chair. He grabs the katana, slices the chair open, and then he, like, the chair kind of, like, flies away. But, of course, there's, like, a little piece of the chair left over that's perfectly pointed. You know what? Perfectly pointed pieces of chair. Super useful. Yep. Thank you, Lobo. Or so Lothos. She's like, she's like, oh, thanks, Lothos. You gave me a weapon. Because he's about to, like, because, like, she's on the ground, and he's about to be like, yes, I can finally kill you. So he puts his hands above his head with a katana, yeah. exposing his chest. Like a, like a smart vampire. Like, I always tell people, like, when you're in a fight, the greatest thing is just make sure your hands are down, your face is out. Yeah. That's how you fight. Great, great posture there. They're 6,000-year-old vampire. And he is stabbed, and he's just... He's just like, I, my favorite quote... Really pissed off. I love that coming. No, out you of really pissed me off. A six thousand year old vampire just been staked. His brain is just—you really pissed me off. I'm just like, and then she, oh my god, right? Joss Whedon writing. You are just—you are you are everything I need in life. Yep. And then you have like she has her last like ha kick. Yeah. So she like does the like Buffy kick and kicks it more into him, and he just dies. No, he doesn't just die. He falls, then goes <clears throat> and pulls up the cape. Oh yeah, I for- I forgot about the cape. The, uh, dramatic. I was like, I went to the very end of this. To the very end. You are so dramatic. 
I also just really love the idea of, for so many of these films, you have, like, the vampire who's so dramatic and he's so evil, but he's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And I really love that they chose to, like, do him like this. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, he's still this old, but overall, he's kind of a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, do 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 we are now in Ashley's Freaky Facts Corner. <laughs> we will have sound effects for season two. I'll figure something out. <laughs> All right. So, screenwriter Joss Whedon found Donald Sutherland extremely difficult to be around. Huh. Sutherland rewrote most of his dialogue and scenes, often making the scenes incomprehensible in Whedon's opinion. Whedon praised Sutherland's abilities as an actor, but called him and his behavior rude and Sutherland as a dick. I mean, I liked it, so. <laughs> In the original version of the script, Merrick, who was played by Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. the dick, committed suicide to escape being turned into a vampire by Lothos. Huh. I'm, I'm very happy that didn't happen. Rutger Hauer, who, uh, who wanted to know the Slayer's identity so he could d- dispatch her, it is, or in this, ver- it is this version that Buffy responded with, or that Buffy was restored with the origin comic. Mm. So this version of Lothos... And that whole, like, I'm killing all the Slayers was uh, from the the Buffy origin comic. Maybe get that one. Um, Ben Affleck played an opposing team's basketball player who was (gasps) given... So it was Ben. It was, because we were watching, I was like, is that Ben Affleck? There's no way that's Ben Affleck. That totally looks like Ben Affleck. (laughs) That was Ben Affleck. He takes the the ball away from the vampire. I like the fact that I can call Ben Affleck. (laughs) Uh, The original script by Joss Whedon was heavily rewritten to make this movie lighter. So he wrote it as... A very dark, fucked up, probably dark, more, more yeah. Buffy TV show. Mm-hmm. In the original script, Buffy burns down the school gym in which the dance is being held in an effort to destroy the vampires. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer 1970, or the 1997, mm-hmm. this fact is referred to several times at the series as a spinoff of the original unproduced screenplay rather than this movie. Well, they, they bring that up a few times in the TV show, too, mm-hmm. that there's an incident where she burned down the school, and is she mentally okay? Yeah, because, like, when she shows up in Sunnyvale, or Sunnydale from L.A., she's like, oh, I heard she burned down her school. Yeah, and Snyder's an absolute dick to her because he's like, yeah. we, we, don't, we don't tolerate any of that. Yeah. Um, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Carrie Elwes were set to make cameos as vampires, but these were cut due to the time and budget of the con- or budget constraints. Love that that David Boreanaz was almost in it. No, David Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie is a vampire. David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Carrie Elwes. Yeah, David Bowie is in another vampire film that I can't remember the name of right now. (laughs) But David Bowie Bowie does play a very sexy vampire. But Carrie Elwes is a vampire, especially in the 90s. (laughs) Here's my neck. Blood type of neck. Here you go. Take it. Have fun. Um, Buffy's last name is never mentioned in the, in the movie, not until the release of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was referred as Buffy Summers. Hmm. So. She's just Buffy. Yeah, she's just Buffy. She doesn't actually have a last name in, no. in the movie. Uh, screenwriter Joss Whedon men- maintains that this movie should be considered a standalone, and that the events of any of the characters or character traits in this movie should be referred to as canon for the television series. Oh, interesting. Same for the name. Uh, Seth Green and Chimoy Lo are the only actors who appeared in this movie. I don't know who 
she muy, no idea. Is. Yeah. Buffy, who was played by Christine Swanson, says one of her life goals was to marry Christian Slater. Valid. So that wasn't a... All, all, us too. Us too, Christine. <laughs> us too. And Joss Whedon's original script, the celebrity wanted to marry... Oh, God. So, so that wasn't the script. She wanted to marry Charlie Sheen. <gasps> oh, honey. We're so happy you went with Slater. We're so yeah. happy you went with Slater. <laughs> Swanson and Sheen... Er, Swanson... And Sheen starred in The Chase together in 1994. So, like, I will admit that Charlie Sheen in the 90s was pretty hot. Like, look at Ferris Bueller. He plays oh, yeah. the druggie that the sister runs into at the... Yeah, but he's still hot. Yeah. Like, I... I, I tapped Charlie Sheen in the 90s, not Charlie Sheen now. Nah, I still don't... Unless he had a folded latex bodysuit on. Mm-mm. <laughs> don't trust it. Um... The violin medley played by Lothos near the end of the movie was... Schumann's Piano Quartet at E-flat. Oh. Oh, Amlin was Pee Wee Herman's character. Ah, we have a name. Amlin? Amlin. That's a name. Then can we also have Lothos and Merrick? <laughs> I mean, the role of Amlin, who was played by Paul Rubens, was originally written to be a female character. Huh. And was set to be played by Joan Chan. When she pulled out of the role, it was rewritten as a male character. I, I, I... Paul Rubin, you did such a good job. I, I'm did. still going to go with the fact that it was just Pee Wee Herman as vampire. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, okay, so Pee Wee, we've gotten this, Pee Wee Herman is a vampire, and he decided, I want to, I'm going to create my own vampire name. It's going to be Amlin. I'm Amlin now. No. No, you're still Pee Wee Herman. No, I'm Amlin. Donald Sutherland, who played Merrick, Buffy's mentor, is mm-hmm. the father of Kiefer Sutherland, who played David in the lead vampire in Lost Boys. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I figured that because, like, they have the same last name. They've got to be related. <laughs> you two are related. Right, right. This is why Merrick became. because of David. Right. He's like, my son has become a vampire. I now need to become a watcher to kill all of the vampires. Gotta do it. <laughs> so, uh, there are so many, but what is your badass bitch moment from this film? I honestly, I think, I don't I don't know. It's hard. It really is. Because, like, Buffy was just so amazing. It's so feministic. It's so strong. I, honestly, I'm going to go with, uh, rather than go with the, like, I'm going to, you know, rather than go with the typical, like, epic ending fight scene against the, against Lothos and the ripping of the dress, I think I'm going to go with the scene with her friends. Okay. When she's finally, like, when she's trying to be like, okay, I'm going to tell you guys what's happening, I want to do this. That personal strength. Yeah, that personal strength of, like, I'm going to tell you what's happening, I want to do the thing. And then her friend's just kind of, like, constantly putting her down, and she's just like, I can't fucking deal with this, and mm-hmm. then leaving, and she's like, fine, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go figure shit out. You I'm gonna guys, go on my road. You yeah, I'm gonna go on my road, you guys can stay on your homecoming road and deal with your bubble. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, it's, it's like the progression of three scenes mm-hmm. for me that I really have to go with. It's like, uh, the first scene... Where, like, she jumps over the car to kiss her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Then to the point where, like, she flips the his lackey and he, she's like, I'm not your thing. To the very end with Pike. Mm-hmm. Where she just, like, grabs the stuff, kisses him, and is like, okay, you stay here. I'm going to go take care of business. Okay, honey? Mm-hmm. And then leaves. But just to see that, that progression. The progression of the character was, like, a, f- a badass bitch moment. Yeah, like, for me, like, just that, that end scene where she just, like, is like, he's like, I'm coming with you. And she's like, no, you're not. You got to stay here. I'm putting the steaks in the bag. Mm-hmm. Kiss. Like, her dress ropes, and she's like, whatever. Like, it just felt to me like she had fully accepted who she was. And there was like, no, you, you, why the fuck would you come? You're gonna die, you idiot. You stay here, yeah. you protect them. I gotta go take care of business. Kate, I'll be back. You make dinner. 
Yeah. Like, it was so powerful and so great that it just, like, it gave me all, like, the nice, good, fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ashy, ratings. I'm going to give this movie a big whopping five. <gasps> It, it's amazing. It's it's badass. It's got your, like, I want to, you know, be an awesome feminist <laughs> bitch. And it's just fucking adorable. Like, it has everything. I loved it. I'm going to give it a five, too. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this film. I've loved this film since I was in high school. Um, I've always loved the character of Buffy. I legit have the mutant enemy tattoo on my ankle. Um. <laughs> Every time I step, it goes, grr, arr, grr, arr, it makes me happy. Um, but I, I, I love the character. I love what it says. I love the fact that it's like, you can always become stronger. You can always become more powerful, whether you're vapid or you're a, a, a bad boy, homeless guy who doesn't have that or going into the show. If you're a, a nerdy girl or you feel like you're the bad girl that doesn't have anybody or you're gay, or you're this, or you're whatever, you can be powerful. Yeah. And you can be who you are to your best. Yeah. And I feel like in both the movie and the show, that was so showing. Oh, just just the faith and the inner strength they always show. So I have to give it five. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we're going to have Mason on for Dagon. Mm-hmm. Very, I've, I've known Mason uh, well, over a decade. Well, yeah. over a decade. Uh, I think you met him probably, like, a few months after I did, because I think yeah. I invited him to something. Um, but he, like, from the time I've, I've known him, like, uh, in the last five years he's mentioned Dagon, he's really said it's the reason why he's gay. Like, okay. it was an influential film for huh. him. All right. So, um, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. I do like girls, and I don't want to watch a film that's not that, like, is this, like, going to be my, like... Okay, maybe I can't kiss a girl for, like, a few weeks. <laughs> Do I need to take a break from a sex? I've had this moment where I'm like, I'm just not going to touch a dick for a while. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to have that on next week. I'm super excited to finally watch this film. Yeah, I've never watched it, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's H.P. Lovecraft, and it's, like, I think 90s. It's the same guy that did Reanimator, like... Oh, God. I'm, oh, I'm, God. I know, it's Reanimator. Oh, Reanimator, the head eating right. I can't. Okay, okay, okay. I don't think it's... Actually, I don't know. Because he said it made him gay. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to sign us off, Ashy? You can always check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as a reminder, we will be signing off in a few... Three. In three episodes, we will be signing off for season two. Um, and the only way that you'll be able to see what we're up to... Um, is our Patreon will be doing interviews with the people that we've had in the past couple months. Um, we'll be also doing behind-the-scenes videos, uh, fun photo shoots of us just hanging out at, like, cool shit. You know, kind of like how we did our uh, I Love Scary Movies thing. Yeah. We're going to be doing more kind of fun little Thanks. shoots. Yeah. you have to remember, uh, our Patreon goes from $1 to $10. So nothing is going to break the bank, but anything you can do at all to help us uh, really means the world to us, as our friend John at Creepy always says, uh, just because I haven't mentioned him in, like, uh Yeah, months. we haven't mentioned him in a while. Hi, so John. We miss I you. I just constantly mention him. Uh, so there's no way podcasts alone. There's so many great podcasts out there. Um, I do want to shout out to one. Uh, it's called No Sleep. They did um, 
it was called, uh, it was between seasons 13 and 14. They did a experimental season of about five episodes and it was more kind of experimental horror. It dealt with uh, sexuality, mental illness. Ooh. Um, you'd really like it. Uh, oh, well, I know you, you showed me no sleep before with the Whistlers and I yeah. was like, fuck you, Ella, I can't sleep now. <laughs> Um, they they do have trigger warnings for all their episodes, but if you are somebody who does like to listen to horror that not just will scare you, but has a point and yeah. has a message, uh, please check this out. Um, it's referred to as the new decade, mm-hmm. the new decade. That was a little pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, check it out. It's really good. It's, uh, Jessica McAvoy. Uh, it, she's amazing. She's a super strong woman that I look up to so much. So, uh, if you're waiting for us to come back, please check out that series of No Sleep. And besides, just No Sleep is great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as always, good, bad, we're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week.